21 days. That's all you need. Come join us March 15th and join us for the 21 day boot camps that will help you transform the way you feel. Yes, in just 21 days. Why? Because mama's got to feel good too. Yes, we want our kids to be successful, which this episode is all about, but I want mamas to be successful too. I don't care if you've been told it's because you're a mom. It's not. There's a boot camp for you to overcome your chronic fatigue, PCOS, endometriosis, thyroid issues, anxiety, and depression. Come join us for the five, one of those five 21-day boot camps starting March 15th. The link to join is in the comments below. See you soon. You're listening to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. Whether you have a diagnosis or you don't, I don't care. I want to get to the why behind your symptoms. And in this podcast, I'm going to teach you how to do that so you can get your life back, no matter how old or what your history is. But I have one question for you. Are you ready to start healing beyond the diagnosis? Come join the membership drkylieburton.com backslash healing beyond Welcome, the diagnosis. Welcome guys to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast. Right now with it's me, still Dr. Kylie. We have a special guest today. To he is a licensed therapist coming out of Big Town, Florida. Come join and us and he specializes in neuroemotional technique, NET. And the one reason why I wanted to be sure we got him onto the podcast is because emotions play a role in your physical health. And if you were to tell me that five years ago, I would have probably laughed in your face. But I know much different now. And the reason why is because so often I can treat everything physical. But until we crack into the mindset and the emotions, physical healing can only go so far. So Jason, welcome to the show today. And I'm so excited to have you here to teach us more about this emotional stuff and NET specifically. It's my pleasure to be here. It's good to have you since I know we met on my episode, on my podcast a few yeah, weeks ago. Sure. So it's nice to, to be Remind back Remind them what your you. podcast is. So my podcast is called You Winning Life, and we focus on four platforms, psychology, spirituality, alternative and integrative wellness, and entrepreneurship as the main pillars or platforms in order to get a really successful life. So I bring guests that are from all those different backgrounds to share their life hacks, their successes, their practical applications, so people can walk away with some really good stuff. Yeah. I know when I joined you a couple of weeks ago, we talked about miscarriage, thyroid, hormones, and I've even talked to other people you've referred me since then. So that's been fun yeah. um, in regards to miscarriage and, and even infertility. So yeah, well, it's it good to have someone to, who's specializing in things. So. Yeah, <laughs> those dang labs, they can tell you a whole bunch of stuff if you get the right person reading them. Exactly. So let's jump into a little bit of your background and then walk us through why you chose NET. Sure. So for years, um, I graduated uh, with my master's in marriage and family therapy in 2005, and I was practicing and doing some some good stuff. And I remember going with somebody to a chiropractor uh, for one of their injuries, and they did this thing called muscle testing and found out that they had like a pelvic issue because there was something that they must have injured. And then they told them, and you did it around this age. And this person's like, okay, whatever, and called a family member and confirmed that at that childhood age, they actually fell off a sled 
and um, in that area, right, and hurt themselves. And obviously, they didn't remember because they were a little kid. And um, we did that was that happened in the session, right, in the chiropractic session. And um, you know, started figuring out working out. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Like, I wish I can do this kind of stuff as a therapist. But no one I knew in my world was was doing that. Years later, subsequently years later, I was going through a major life crisis and I was having panic attacks. And I was at a conference for integrative uh, and alternative medicine approaches to emotions through University of Miami. And one of the people that came to present during this workshop was a chiropractor who does neuroemotional technique. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. A month or two goes by, still having panic attacks and... Uh, a mutual friend reaches out to me and says, you know, you should meet so-and-so. She's a therapist and she does this thing called NET. And I'm like, well, that's kind of crazy. I just saw someone do an NET uh, example. I didn't know there was therapists who do this. So I scheduled an appointment uh, with this person who's become a good friend. And uh, within two to three sessions, my panic attacks disappeared. And I remember this most specifically, I was walking into my old office in the back by the parking garage and the thought that would trigger me into this anxiety worry stage just rolled off my head like there was like vaseline on my brain like i the thought was there but it didn't trigger me and i was like that was weird and then it continued to happen right and i didn't get this anxiety about a month or so later i noticed that they had a basic training in Orlando. And I went up there and my life changed from that moment where I immediately started using it the next day in my office after the weekend and started seeing how quickly we can find unresolved stress patterns, unresolved beliefs, unresolved challenges that are showing up as both physical and emotional manifestations. Yeah. I, well, eventually to someone down the line, I want to get an NET doc on my team uh, just because it is so powerful. When I was in school, one of the assistants, I mean, I was getting trained in applied kinesiology and in, in AK, mm -hmm. muscle testing. And where I went to school in Portland, they're very, 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 very scientific. Any voodoo, any muscle testing, anything like that was just, you don't talk about it, you don't do it. Right. So I, there were three of us in this AK training on the entire campus. So out of thousands of students, there's three of us doing this. And I remember sitting in that training in there and the doc was like, I also do NET. And he was telling us about this patient who had been, you know, going to a counselor for years and years and years, making some progress here and there. He, she came in and did an NET session, released so much that she that he literally had to shut down the office and get her where she needed to be because it was like this physical release of all these inner emotions, inner stresses. And I was like, okay, that's cool, but I don't know if I want to have that happen in my office. So <laughs> bring right. someone else in on, in the future here. Well, it's, it's, so, it's interesting, right? Because NET uh, was started by a chiropractor and they found that unresolved emotional traumas can cause what, you know, a subluxation, right? Which, right, which I'm sure you've explained or could explain to, to the listeners, but it can also cause physical symptoms that aren't a subluxation, but can also cause digestive issues and allergy issues and all these other things. So when we look at this comprehensive health picture differently than other people do, we can really find things that will allow all the stuff that's stuck in there to finally be dealt with. Right. And when we think about the whole beyond the diagnosis concept, I mean, we spend hours and hours and years and years and dollar after dollar searching for that diagnosis. For somebody to tell us, hey, this is what's wrong with you. 
here's a pill to manage symptoms. When in reality, so many things happen outside of a diagnosis that, you know, people are like, nobody knows what's wrong with me. That's usually a good thing because that means you don't have a disease, that they can't give you a label and a pill Uh for the rest of your life or Humira for the rest of your life. Right. But if you turn to other modalities, like an emotional aspect of it, now it's like, whoa, I can heal and it doesn't take a diagnosis to heal me. Well, I want people to know that a diagnosis is just a collection of symptoms that those who are making the diagnosis put together to call diagnosis, right? So if you go through like some of the signs and symptoms of ADD or a person who's like, well, I can't concentrate. And I'm like, okay, well, how much time a day are you playing video games? How much time a day are you watching TV? How much? Well, but I don't, you don't have ADD then. You know, right? So there's certain things that like are in context have to be very important. And we also have to realize that a lot of the diagnosis-based stuff comes hand in hand with insurance reimbursement and why that needs to meet criteria in order for some insurance company to justify Correct. what you need and what you can get covered, what you can't get covered, what works, what weren't, right? So, so there's all the politics at play at that. But like, yeah, beyond the diagnosis is the important thing of like, what's really going on? What's being stored in your mind, body, your nervous system, your physiology, right? We know about the, the triune brain theory, the three parts of your brain. And, and if they're disconnected, your rational brain and your limbic system, your fight or flight system, right? I you're going to have- what you're talking about. So ah. teach me. Ah, okay. So we have the triune brain theory, which is you have the rational brain, your neocortex. That's where all of the stuff that makes sense, the categories, you know that today is whatever day it is. You know that it's 2021. You know that you are where you are. I know where I am, right? The logical, rational side of our brain, okay? Expressive language, stuff like that. Then we have the mammalian brain, or our mammalian brain is responsible for emotions, Here's the other interesting thing about that part of the brain. It looks at things from a timeless perspective. So when a song comes on from the 90s that we loved, our physiology is going to respond back to that just as it was experiencing it. And that's why we kind of get this like, oh my God, I love this thing, right? We also have the negative. If we if we have something that resembles something that we went through traumatically negatively, that physiology is still going to be activated as if we're still in that, which sets off this reptilian, which is the fight or flight survival brain. Are we okay? Approach, avoid, go towards, run away or freeze, right? So if those three parts of the brain, the reptilian, the mammalian, and the neocortex are not in sync... In NET speak, we talk about that they're not congruent. You don't have three brain congruency. And something called a neuroemotional complex or an NEC can get created, which then becomes the thing or one of the many things over that we accumulate during life that holds us back from our mind-body being proactive that we then call anxiety, depression, chronic pain, disease, whatever you want to call it. Okay, makes sense. Um, explain to us about the actual technique, like the actual neuroemotional technique. If someone comes in to your office, does the thing, what does it look like? Sure. So I always joke with my clients that it looks like Harry Potter, and <laughs> but it's all clinically researched and journal published. And I want to do start with that. That Jefferson Medical School in Philadelphia uh, is doing insane, insane things with this technique. Dr. Dan Monty, who is the chair of the integrative medicine department, uh, he's an MD psychiatrist. Um, is an NET practitioner and actually one of the, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we call them professors, but he's one of the, the, the leaders in the education side of, 
of NET. He's also partnering with the One Foundation, which is the research arm. So, you know, when you're seeing this stuff that looks weird, and I want to call it out like that way, but don't know that we have major, we have published in the Journal of Cancer Survivorship, major, this major medical university is now teaching it throughout their entire medical department to all their students. So with right. that being said, when someone comes in, we're doing something where you would either have them, uh, you know, most likely just sitting uh, in front of you on a chair, or if you're in a chiropractor or physical therapy or acupuncturist, or maybe on top of the table. Um, and what you're doing is something called a neurological muscle test. And uh, for the listeners who aren't familiar, muscle test is not a arm wrestling battle. We're not looking to overforce or overpower. You're basically using the arm. You're kind of holding it out straight in front of you, kind of like you can see on the video. And the practitioner is going to put their hand from around the wrist and start asking you a few questions. Those questions are what we call semantics. And our mind body is going to respond to those semantics and have a response. That response is that I'm okay with it, neutral, or fight or flight, I'm not okay with it those are congruent or non-congruent statements, right? And if your nervous system is having some type of issue or non-congruency with it, right, there's a trigger at that state of that test for that type of uh, question, the muscle test will either stay strong or it will go weak. So what we're doing is we're bypassing your rational brain and going into that limbic system response, right? You can't talk your way out of a paper bag, right? And I've worked with like professional athletes and I do that with them and I'm not tall, I'm five foot two. And they're like, that was crazy. How did you do that? What magic? I'm like, no, no, no. This is your nervous system responding. Even though you're telling me you're intellectually okay with it, your nervous system, your physiology is saying there's something going on. So what we're looking for is different changes to the muscle test. And it means different things at different parts of the protocol, but we're using that coupled with Chinese medicine acupressure points. So in the Chinese medicine map, there's different pathways, but we play with you know a handful of them that are uh, connected. So each one of these pathways are connected to different body organs, and different body organs are connected to different sets of emotions. So just for an example, we have the earth meridian, which is connected to the stomach, spleen, and pancreas. And those are typically the emotions connected to being oversympathetic, right, overworried, low self-esteem, feeling disgust at yourself, at something else, at somebody else, um, despair, nervousness, living through others, right? Those type of things that are that, that that we call the earth meridian. Then we have the large intestine, lung intestine, that's metal. And uh, some of the emotions on there are being stuck in a belief, dogmatically positioned. We have a lot of that in the universe right now, politically. We have grief, we have sadness, crying. So, right, despairs, all of that... Um, you know, that's connected to the, the, to the like really heavy, heavy emotions. Those are also the people that are walking around and going <sighs> a lot. That's a disposition of the metal lung meridian. You have bladder kidney, which is paralyzed will, fear, feeling stuck, uncertain which way to go, gallbladder liver, which is wood. Those are the people that have difficulty letting go of stuff. They hold on to resentments. They also get very angry. They're very stubborn. That's wood meridian. Then you have fire meridian, which is connected to reproductive organs and heart and thyroid and adrenals. Um, and that's feeling lost over, over, you know, uh, frightfully overjoyed on the outside. You're like, yeah, everything's great. But on the inside, it's all chaos. Um, feeling abandoned, deserted. And then the last is what we call the governing vessel conception vessel. That's kind of runs the whole perimeter of our, from our mouth all the way to our, our, uh, our butthole. And yeah, uh, we, re we do emotion code, which is... okay break off and they use the governing meridian with the magnet uh -huh. yeah. all the way down as that as their release technique. Exactly. So, right. So that's also like the longest, I mean, it's the straightest, you know, thing. So that's really connected with feeling false pride 
or pretending that you're all that. Shame, arrogance, haughtiness, showing disdain, feeling humiliated, being disgraced. So we have, you can, you can kind of start typing personalities based on meridian dispositions, uh-huh. right? Based on element like dispositions it. that a person could be a wood element. They could be more of a uh, earth element. They could be more of a governing vessel, right? They're stuck. And you can start seeing not just as the emotions that they're connected to, but also physical symptomology. So we use these meridian points throughout the protocol to find out where, what pathway is, so to speak, being blocked, what the specific emotion is. And then we have the, 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 the client slash patient connect their stuckness to that emotion and the story around it while we help them reset their nervous system to that trigger. That's super cool. Um, dive into a little bit more of, I mean, I, I would love to like have you like do this like whole thing on me. Can you do that over, over the internet? So NET doesn't do any remote testing. There is something that we do that's called the first aid stress tool, which I can teach to you and the listeners, which is how do you do this at home by yourself? Okay. And everybody can do this. So what we say, and uh, I'll, we, we can, we'll give a link so everybody can, can get that afterwards. Um, but the first aid stress tool does work on all the different meridians at once. And you don't need to know specifically, is it this emotion? Is it that emotion? Now you might say like, well, I know I'm really angry, but that might not really be the dominant emotion. It may just be how that's showing up. But there, but again, remember, we're talking about how your physiology, your nervous system is actually responding to it. And that's the disconnect between rational brain, right? The mind, mm-hmm. body, right? People talk about the psychosomatic experience or doctors like, oh, well, you know, go to a therapist. It's psychosomatic. They're actually being insulting and diminishing the value of that because psycho in your brain, soma in your body. And we know that emotions based on research are actually physiological. They're not just psychological. Yeah. Right. Which is why so many people when when they come in and they're like, I nobody knows what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I have XYZ, LMNLP2, and no pills working. The supplements aren't working. I am literally just trying to take anything to survive. And then they tell me about their history mm-hmm. where their mom is crazy and they're putting them on a railroad track waiting for the train to come hit the car and kill the kids. Like they all have these crazy traumatic experiences. I'm like, well, no wonder why you're 36 and can't function. Right. But I'm fine. I have no issue with it. I'm over it. Right. Yeah. It's just uh-huh. something that happened to me. I've had, I was at a conference at a coaching conference and this person's like, yeah, and I've worked with all these healers on this issue and I'm fine. And I can't believe it. I'm like, I'm just going to be a pain in the ass to you right now. Can I just check something? Like you're not going to find anything. Literally two seconds, I found something and and like, you know, found the emotion, found the time, the time frame. Because one of the things that we can do is index for time. Once we get to the emotion and and the, the reasoning why this became an issue for them, according to their, their belief system, we uh-huh. then can find out the original event in their life that actually kind of stored that. So I found that for this person and they're like blown away. They're like, no one else found this. I'm like, I know, because you're only talking about rational brain, how you think it went down and how you think your mind body is storing it. Mm-hmm. This is actually bypassed that, right? And this is why there's always layers that we need to, to attach. So going into the first stage stress tool. So what I would do is have someone, have your listeners and yourself, right? We're going to pick something, you know, and we're always going to do between a scale of one to 10. One is like, doesn't bother me at all. 10 is absolutely ridiculous and awful. So I would say pick something around a six or a seven, you know, and something that's just annoying you, bothering you. That's kind of like in your, you know, in your awareness, but Can it's I not a- insurance. It, Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. It's, so whatever it is. So and and pick the thing about insurance that bothers you. 
right? What is it about insurance that bothers you? So what you're going to do is, and what, what your listeners are going to do is the following. They're going to put their, I would, if you're wearing a watch, uh, you know, take off anything on your, on your wrist, or at least if mm-hmm. you can't get access to it, um, you're going to hold your hands out directly in front of you. And it doesn't matter which way you start. You can do one hand under the other, left or right. But for the sake of our conversation today, we're going to do, you're going to take your right hand or your hands are kind of flat with your palms up. And you're going to take your hand, your right hand, and you're going to hook under with your palm up to the left hand. And you're going to put your three fingers directly where that space between the bone and the cartilage connected to your thumb. So on the top part, on the t- so if you keep rotating, there you go, right? So it's the spot between the bone oh. and the cartilage, right? Where you actually feel your pulses, This right? is like, right, where like when you're adjusting... Uh-huh. You get that bone right in there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good one, right? That's the ulnar? Is that the ulnar? I don't no. remember my anatomy. Oh, so <laughs> $20 for anybody who, uh, <laughs> who sends either well, of us a message. What is that? On, the ulnar's on the pink, on the, oh. I think it's the malleolite, because uh, the pinky is the ulnar side. Got it, got it, got it. See, I, I could know, tell you this right therapist. out of school, but I don't know. I don't right, use it right. anymore. Just so. not to adjust it, right? So you're basically right where you feel your pulse, where people feel their pulses. That's where you're going, but you're going from the flex of your wrist, right? So I'm just doing it in reverse. So it's the flex of the wrist, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. So you're good right there, right? And you're not pushing down hard. You're just gently laying your finger on there. And what you're doing is while you're going to do that, you're going to hold your three fingers. You're going to t- then take your hand and you're going to cup your forehead. So there's two things that are happening right now. Number one, you're stimulating the three meridians. And if, since we're on our left hand, we're hitting the fire meridian the wood meridian and the water meridian while we're hitting while we're cupping the forehead those are the hypo that's the hypothalamus acupressure acupuncture points that is connected mm-hmm. to emotions right so if you have a table in front of you you have a desk in front of you you can feel free to put your arms on the table or desk if you are just don't do this while driving but if you're home and you're comfortable you can you can fully crouch over and put your elbows onto your knees that's really cool because you're stimulating the nervous system to start really relaxing what you're going to then do is then go back into that thing that you said was a six or a seven and just start thinking about it without fixing it or trying to change it and take some nice, slow, deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. And the key thing is don't try to fix it. Don't try to change it. Just focus on what it is about that that bothers you. And you're going to do that for five breaths, 10 breaths, 15 breaths, whatever time you have, but you're going to start noticing, obviously your heart rate's going to start slowing down. You might start getting a little bit sweaty, but what's going to happen is you're going to, you're, you're going to start feeling some, a little bit of a decompression. What you're then going to do, and let's just do it for the sake of our conversation. We're going to do it five breaths on that side. And then you're going to take your hand and hook under to the other side and do the same thing on the other side, because now you're getting into the metal meridian, the earth meridian, and the fire meridian. Now, the fire meridian is on both sides, but it has a ton as the most, uh, the largest organ. So you're going yep. clear around the wrist. No, no, no. So you're, no, it's the same thing. It's always on the like th- side of the thumb. No, nope. oh. look under. Yep, there you go. So it's right. So it's left under right, side of the thumb, right under left, side of the side. And then, yep, perfect. And then pop that back up there. And then pop that back up on your forehead, right? So it's always the three points plus the head. And then while you're thinking about that issue, reliving that issue, just nice, slow, deep breaths in, nice, slow, deep breaths out. Again, three breaths, five breaths. You can do it for 30 seconds. You can do it for a minute. You'll know what feels comfortable. Your body will kind of start as you get the hang of this. Your body will tell you, A, 
I can switch hands and B, you're going to start noticing. So when you do that for like, you know, let's just say we did that for 30 seconds on each side, then go back and now rate the discomfort, which started at, let's say a six or seven, it probably went down hopefully to a five or four. And you can do that longer on each side. You can do this multiple times throughout the day. You can do this whenever you're stressed out. You can do this if you're having difficulty sleeping. So here's the other thing that I would add to this is that there's a one other nuanced way of doing that is that you actually do it instead of with the three fingers where your first finger is at the flex of your wrist on that first spot, you actually slide your finger up to the palm of your thumb and then you use four fingers. So you're doing one finger here and then you're going down to the flex of your wrist and you're doing two, three, four because okay. that governing vessel, conception vessel point is right here at mm-hmm. the pad of your thumb. So for right. anybody who feels like they were embarrassed that they're feeling something that caused them shame or humiliated or disgraced, anything like that, self-conscious. Add that finger, that first finger on the thumb pad point. And it's kind of like after the flex of your thumb go down. It's like it's like right in between uh, the where your wrist is and the and your your thumb kind of flex, you know, that that flex starts. And that will be the place to do it. And then do two, three, four. It's like you're playing guitar, right? Mm-hmm. When it's so it's when it's about that self-doubt, that shame, that you know, that arrogance, uh, you know, or um, you know, the way that someone treated you or you're being affected by someone or you're feeling that way, add that one in there. The false pride. Oh God, I can't believe like, you know, someone's acting that way. Yeah, or feeling shameful. So that's just the, so that's the first aid stress tool. And we'll obviously we'll put some, we'll put some links in about that. Cool. I'm just thinking in the specific times I use that one, of course, anxiety moments, but two, as a mom with a three-year-old, you just, instead of lashing out, pause and hold on for a second. Think about the moment and why you want to lash out and just let it go. Yeah. Right? Yep. Well, here's what's even cooler. Teach it to your kids. Yeah. Right? This is a two-year-old can do this. A three-year-old can do this. They don't need to, all you have to do is say, well, you know, you can sit with them, put them in your lap, put their fingers, say, keep your fingers here. I know you're very upset. Take your fingers here. Let's put our hands on our forehead and you can, you know, you can do this with them. You can kind of support them in that, right? Hold their hand or even have them put their hand on their forehead and you put your finger on their pulse points. But if you want, but if they're capable of learning and remembering, right? So yeah, put your fingers here. Don't move your fingers and, and let them sit in your lap and let's breathe together. Because they're going to sync up with the breath. I think it's within, I can't remember the amount of time that it takes, but I, I know in group mirroring, within 15 minutes, people will start having similar breath patterns in group, in group situations when they're, right, the mirroring happens. But when, when a child's sitting in your lap, they're going to match up the, the organic because they're going to feel it's sensory. It's going to bypass all that stuff, right? So the breathing, okay, we're going to breathe in together. Let's breathe in. And out, right? And you just walk them through all they do. They don't need to intellectually understand everything, but you can do this. And if anybody's an educator out there or you're a medical professional or you're working with kids in any setting, you can teach this and do this. I'm, I've gone into schools and have had teachers do this and teach them to do this as the start of every class. That's cool. Can you imagine, right? Whatever's going on in the world. Okay, pick that thing that bothered you this morning. Did mom not give you enough breakfast? Did you forget this? Did you not do your homework? Did you get yelled at? Did you get bullied? Whatever it is. Let's just start the class for five minutes three minutes, two minutes. You can do this in one minute, 30 seconds on each side. Imagine doing that with a kid for 30 seconds. You know, if you can, especially during a temper tantrum, if you can get them to pivot to that, this is powerful. That would be something where they can, if they did have a rough morning at home, start the school day, letting that all go behind. Yeah. And then as a teacher, your day is going to go so much smoother because you're not dealing with these kids who are upset because of what happened at home. 
Yep. Yep. And this is also a beautiful way to teach someone how to self-soothe, right? Cool. Oh, I want to talk to you. I'm so upset. Okay. Go do the, do the fast, do the first aid stress tool, do that for a minute, then we'll talk. Calm, so I calm yourself down. Okay. How do I calm myself down? Do the fast. This is a great, great, great tool yeah, for no all kidding. ages. Um, I wish any two, I mean, I'm sure they have any two somewhere in Salt Lake at some point when yeah, the world. There's a, there's a, yeah, together. there's practitioners there. Can, can, uh -huh. Yeah. I'm when sure I come is. in Florida, I'll hook myself up with you. Yeah. Because I think it would be cool to just see. I mean, I don't have physical crazy symptoms, but if you can take prevention and then just, mm -hmm. hey, just. Whether it's like limiting beliefs sure. or like all sorts of stuff, you can take it for more than just a health perspective. Oh, before wanna... I raise my fees in my practice over the last many years since I started doing NET, I would go work with a friend at one of our conferences and we would workshop and you know, it would be getting congruent, meaning okay with the price increase, right? Mm -hmm. I'm okay raising my prices. I'm yeah. okay, and that would be the semantic question and we would muscle test that and find out. Or I'm okay if I lose clients over my new fees. I'm okay if my old clients get upset. I'm okay if, if if people think I'm being greedy. I'm okay if people think I'm not worth that amount of money, right? We go through all these I'm okay statements to see what's going on with me unconsciously or subconsciously that will hold me back from being fully proactive to do what I need to do. Because if I'm not okay with it, right? That law of attraction, it's all neurology. I'm never going to be able to be confident. And it's like, you know, great except for anybody who, who charges a fee per hour or charges a rate for something. And someone says to you, well, my rate is, I don't know, to, to hire me for this project, it's $1,000. And typically what happens is that someone, they'll hear maybe some silence on the other side of the line. And that person will then say, but I can do it for you for $750. But the other person didn't even say it was right, it was okay or not okay for them. They couldn't afford it or they could afford it. But we have that compulsion to be like, right? That used to be me. Right? I used to say it. I'm like, but I can do it for this. Right. And they didn't ask you for that. Yeah. But that's part of that thing. And so with, with NET is an amazing tool for those self-limiting, self-sabotaging beliefs that are holding us back from being as proactive as we want. That's super cool. If you could leave the listeners with three tips and tricks for managing their emotions better, what would it be? Ah, so definitely the first aid stress tool, without a doubt, right? I think this is something that you can do multiple times a day, any time of day that I just think is insanely, insanely powerful. I'm, I'm a huge fan of meditating, right? Even again, if it's a five minute thing, sometimes I'll even do my meditation while I'm doing fast, while I'm doing that at uh -huh. the same time. So I'll weave them, to, weave them together. So I think breath work is incredibly powerful to learn how to do. And the, you know, right, one of the things of fast is that we are just breathing. We don't have to, it doesn't have to be a perfect breath. It's just nice deep breath in, nice deep breath out. You're not being really noticing uh, or forcing yourself to do anything differently. And I think knowing what fuel you're putting in your body is important because right, especially we're in a pandemic and health is up front where we don't know uh, we know the research now on like certain nutritional things such as vitamin D, right? People have a, a vitamin D levels that are below 40, have a higher comorbidity rate, stuff like that. But I would say not only know what you're putting into your mouth, but also know what you're spending your time consuming yes. by your social media, by your TV, by your, right? So uh, I, I've made myself not do more than three minutes to five minutes a day on news sites. I don't watch live TV. But if I'm going to check the news, and I'll check both sides to kind of see like, you know, because that's just who I am. Um, 
That's good because right. you have to check both sides. You're yeah. not getting the full story. No, no, and both of them are wrong anyway. Yes, right, because it's all it's all opinion pieces. It's not you know. So, um, but I but I also made a choice to not consume things that I know don't feel well or that agitate me. I don't even watch movies that are depressing or too overly violent. Yeah. I know that like, I'm just not going to feel good after. So I would say those are the three things that I want people to be mindful of because right, our eyes, our ears, our sensory are all gateways into our wellness. Have you seen the movie Soul? Not yet. Not you yet. I, have to, I need someone's uh, Disney Plus, Disney uh, Plus account. membership. I'll, I'll trade someone. After. I'll <laughs> trade someone to my my Apple TV account for a Disney Plus account. <laughs> <laughs> um, Soul's a good one. And then I was going to say what I've done is I am only the only social media I use is Facebook. I've never been on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. Like I only have so much time in the day, and I run my entire clinic. Like I, that's how my market is off of mm-hmm. Facebook. So when I get on Facebook, it's like for a minute at a time. And I have found myself unfriending or unfollowing at least one individual every day. Yeah, nice. I don't, I don't need it in my brain. I don't need to see it. So if that's what you're going to talk about, unfriend. Right, right. Because you want to have a that. like-minded network. Right, they don't need to know. They'll, figure, they'll, they'll eventually figure it out. But and I had someone a few years ago at an event call me out. I saw you unfriended me. I'm like, why'd you? they're like, why'd you do that? I'm like, we're, we're not friends. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like... Uh, we met each other at a social event. I reached out to you to hang out with you two or three times. Not, none, not one of those times did you make an offer to say, no, but I'm free then. Uh-huh. So I gave up. And if we were friends, then, right, as opposed to just a, an acquaintance. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm now using, you know, I'm using my time dedicated to people who want to be part of my life. So we're not friends. And I, I wasn't saying it from an a-hole perspective. I was just like, that was a big shift for me when it came to like really having boundaries around my space time and, and my energy. Um, and people can have, you don't have to be, don't be mean about it, people. But, um, but you're okay. Like it's your platform. This is your soul. I mean, you know, be mindful of, of who and what you're letting into your world. Yeah. What's, what's the rules to get on your red carpet to get into your life is basically how I would put it. Yeah. Tell us, let's finish off with some setting the limit, setting some boundaries for ourselves, Ooh. some limitations, because you just touched on it. And I know, I know for a fact that there are people in people's lives, my, my life included, like I have one that I am so thankful that their divorce is going on because I don't have to deal with her in my life <laughs> as much as I didn't have to deal with her beforehand. Right, But unfortunately, kids are involved, so she's going to be around for a while, mm-hmm. but at a very different level. So and there's an, when, when there are instances that setting limitations and boundaries need to be made, how do we find the courage to do it? So first, we have to realize how unwell we might feel and how frustrating we might feel. And a lot of times, like people are addicted to drama. And the people who say, oh, I don't have drama gosh, in my life. Yes. I don't love drama. I'm not drama. Those are the people you got to watch out for, everybody. And if you're one of those people, you need to really check yourself on that one. Um, so the way I look at it is I have a, I use a story where there was someone who came up to me that I knew from my social circles at an event, at a big gala event. And they're like, I, 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 can I throw this idea at you. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like I keep attracting all these men. And, and every time I, you know, they all just want to sleep with me. And my question back to this, this, this female was, do you sleep with them? And she's like, but yeah, but like, you know, but that's part of dating. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And, but, but the common denominator is that if you're complaining that they all sleep with them, that they all want to sleep with you and you sleep with them, you're the, you're the common denominator in that problem. So don't sleep with them right away. 
you know, push it out a little bit longer. Don't just feel like you have this social pressure, this social obligation that you have to do it. This third date rule that who knows where that came from, right? And and again, this is not. I'm not. You know, be be good with your sex life. Be comfortable and confident with your sex life. But if you're getting the same result over and over again, don't keep doing that. So that's an extreme example. But our boundaries have to be down to one of my favorite conversations, which is what are your core values? If someone can tell me your core values, I can tell you whether how much is in alignment in your life or not by what you're letting in based on those core values. Your core values should be the lens in which you're seeing through the world. And when you have to make a decision... Does the thing in front of you, does the person in front of you, does that choice in front of you line up with those specific sets of core values? Yes or no. If it's a maybe, it's a no. If it's 100% yes, it's a yes. Anything short of 100% yes that meets all of these values is a no. That's the simplest, easiest, quickest way. And actually, I do a workshop called How I Show Up um, a couple times a year. And that's one of the many, many things that we help people clear down so they can start putting that into perspective with relationships, with financial decisions, with friends, with business partnerships, with jobs. Tell me what your core values are and I can exponentially help you have a simpler, cleaner life. Yeah. I always hear people say, yeah, but, yeah, Mm -hmm. but. Are you making an excuse for your actions? Because it obviously doesn't follow what you truly believe. Otherwise, yeah. you wouldn't say, be saying, yeah, but. Yeah, it's a justification based on some unfinished story, right? Or they don't want to be an a-hole or be looked at as like this awful human being or or she's so this. She only thinks about herself, right? We're, we're still self-protective. We don't pe- want people necessarily to hate us. So we might diminish our needs over someone else's needs because like, well, well, at least we look good that we took care of what they needed or what their needs were. But that doesn't get you anywhere. That just harms you. So basically that person is saying, I'm okay with harming myself for the sake of someone else. And that's not healthy. Yeah. And it will eventually manifest in physical health as well. Of course, because it's just chaos and toxicity. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Jason. We are we covered how emotions are connected to organs and specifically which organs along with which motion emotions Definitely, if you're going to follow along with the FAST technique, we'll post, we'll post some um, links in the comments below on the FAST technique. And then don't forget, set yourself some boundaries, limitations, especially when it comes to social media and soaking in the news. Remember, it's all a bunch of lies anyways. <laughs> somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, there might be something that's, that's, that's good and truthful. Maybe the, the sports news in the yeah, stock market. <laughs> I mean, you definitely can tell if the scores do or not. Right. Right, there right. Was there, might be, there was a loser. Right, right, right. So it's yeah. There, there's some facts in there somewhere on both sides. Just whatever, you know. Just put do do whatever makes you smile and makes you feel good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. I hope you felt inspired, empowered, listening to this episode. If you did, I have two questions. One. Are you ready to start healing beyond the diagnosis? Come join us inside the membership for 99 bucks a month and you can enjoy your transformation and get your life back by healing beyond the diagnosis. If you're not ready to jump into that, do you want to just dabble in it? See what kind of transformation you can experience in only 21 days? Come join us April 5th for one of the Permission to Heal 21-day boot camps. There are five permission to heal PCOS, endometriosis, chronic fatigue, thyroid, anxiety, and depression. April 5th, what can you experience 
in just 21 days. How much better can you feel? Come find out.